if you've never been inside my wife, I'm not going to stand in the same house as you at this point, okay? I have been. Well, okay, come on over. What are we doing here? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweeze Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Just a cave of excellence. <laughs> if You know what? If I, if I didn't do any excellent spelunking during the spring break, we were far too busy. In fact, last night we were up until damn near 1 o'clock preparing for our movie premiere tonight but uh we're done with it now so maybe we'll change the intro. movie premiere what movie premiere a world premiere event for the trolls world tour release today come on Wiz, you got kids yeah he says dada dada that's pretty good it's good yeah good um anyway let's focus here Your Football Fantasy, we're back. I know it's been a long time since you've heard from us. That's my fault. We did record this show last week, but I forgot to hit record on the Zoom. We are are coming to you via the interspace. I'm here. Big Wiz is here. Wolfpack is here, at least on the screen. This is weird, y'all, but uh, how y'all doing? Oh, yeah. Hanging in there. Kicking Corona's ass one day at a time. One day at a time. Wizard. The best part about this is you guys can only see my face, and uh, I'm naked, uh, you know, pants down, so we're all good. You just swinging? Mm-hmm. Just oh, jerking cool. it, too, the whole time. Just jerking a, a solid <laughs> one and a half hour solid jerk session just to our faces. That says something about you. I, I was going to say, he's doing pretty good. I don't even see the shoulders move at all. <laughs> it's all wrist action. It's all, <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, yeah, it's all on the wrist, buddy. Fun story. I might have told you this before, but when I was in college, I wanted to see if I could successfully jerk off to completion in a class. So I, I went to uh, one of those big – uh, those big lecture hall classes with like 300 kids in it, sat in the back, loose sweatpants on. And I jerked off, came in my pants in the middle of that lecture and got up and walked out. Hmm. Did you still have wood when you walked out? No, I was post come um, flabbit, flaccid. You just like shot all over your fucking leg. Yep. It was awesome. It was terrible. It was awesome. Was it even your class? If you're listening and you're in college, whenever you go back to class, give it a shot. Just try it. Make eye contact with the professor as many times as you can. If you can do it while you're coming, great. Anyway. Did you jerk off to the guy professor or was it a woman professor? I didn't jerk off to the professor. I don't know what the sex the professor was. It was, it was likely an education class. So I'm sure it was filled with college chicks. Hefty ones at that. Maybe. Big girls need love, too. Let's talk about some football news, boys. This week in football. NFL draft is going to be held on time. That was announced last week. That means it's coming up in uh, just shy of two weeks. Super excited. 
sports. Are we going to try to get together and watch this thing via Zoom again or what? On the porch, fucking dumbass. No, no, no. no. My porch isn't big it's enough right. to carry more than two people six feet apart. So, Also, where the fuck's the TV going to go? You're going to put it on the porch and we're going to have to fucking sit in the yard six feet away from each other. Look at it. We just wait. I'm going to put it in the yard. We'd like to sit or see if we could do something. I'd like to get there. I got that, uh, I got that big screen projector type, you know, the, that was down in the basement from Super Bowl. I could always, you know, hang that from your guys' side of the wall or side of the house. We're going to find a way to make this happen, but it's very, very exciting. Now, it's not going to be live. It's not going to be in Vegas. None of the kids are going to go. But I did read something, 25 or so um, prospects might, might do a, a zoom-in thing so they kind of have the experience. But uh, it's happening, and that's, that's terribly exciting for me anyway and uh we'll we'll find a way love will find a way it always does let's talk about the new england patriots for a little while yeah it looks like jared stidham might end up legitimately being the starting quarterback on this team they brought in brian hoyer had been on the patriots before um to back him up or to battle for that job do you like either of these guys is this a target for you in dynasty either one of these two guys for this season no. Fuck no. Come on. Fuck no it is. Who's going to get the start? Who do you think is going to start day one? Stidham. I've heard some rumblings. He might have to go for a rookie. A rookie in the sixth round. Do you think a six-round rookie is going to get the start over Jarrett Stidham? Who himself was – where was he drafted? What round? Fifth round? Nope. He's not starting. I think, I think Stidham starts game one. The team has – Absolutely zero interest in Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, any of these guys. So unless they draft somebody, it's the Hoyer-Stidham show. Any any uh, truth to the idea that they're tanking? No, there's no fucking t- chance. He, doesn't, he's, he has too, too much pride to even try to tank. He's too fucking old. He's got to win now because he's going to die soon. And Stidham he wants to win despite Tom Brady. Yeah, oh, yes, he does. Did you see that Tom Brady went on the uh, Howard Stern show the other day? No, I did not. Pretty interesting interview. I mean, Tom Brady's not a terribly intriguing human being to listen to for a, an extended period of time, but I like Stern. Stern does a good job of having a good interview, an entertaining interview is, is an accurate assessment. It pisses me off. He pissed me off a little bit because he never lets anybody finish answering a question before when he get, they, they seem like they're winding down. He asks the next question and cuts them off. It's a little aggravating for me, but. Brady rolled with it just fine. Nothing interesting in the interview. But speaking of Tom Brady, going to get his number 12 there in Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin gladly gave it up. He'll be wearing the number 14 on his jersey. Also, Tom Brady trademarked TB times TB for a clothing line of his that he'll be releasing, perhaps his retirement plan, maybe the real reason he went to Tampa Bay. Thoughts? I think he's actually try- I think he- he's trying to beat his wife and have more money than she does. I think this is what this is all about. It's going to take a lot of work to out-earn his wife. She is a wealthy woman. They also said he is also uh, uh, trying to trademark Tomp, or Tomp, T-O-M-P-A, Tompa Bay as well. Jesus. I mean, you got to throw a lot of darts, I guess, to see what sticks, but who gives a shit? Do you, is Tom so we have Tom Brady on our dynasty team? Do we feel good about that? Are we trying to move him? Do we think there's value there? Stick with what? What's what's the thinking for dynasty? 
and Brady in an Arians offense with some nice weapons on his team. Well, here's a question for you. We have Russell Wilson, who who's always a a one two three uh, quarterback, right? We agree on that. Yes. Should we be trying to trade Tom Brady because his value couldn't be higher? Probably. I think next, that's- next week we're going to do a sell high episode. Maybe Brady shows up in there because it certainly won't be higher than it is right now before he starts playing. Sneak peek. It was a sneak peek to, our, to, to next week's episode. Yeah, yeah. We got we to gotta give him just enough to want to come back. Maybe Tom Brady shows up. I don't know. Maybe we'll get him on the phone. <laughs> He's lonely down there in Tampa, hanging out in Jer- Derek Jeter's place all by himself. So uh, we'll see. Hey, let's talk about a former uh, weapon of Tom Brady's, shall we? Brandon Please. Cooks just yesterday traded – to the Houston Texans, this is exciting news, I think. When I first heard it, I was very excited about it. In fact, Bullfrog and I do co-manage another dynasty team, and we were, we, we were recently offered Brandon Cooks in trade. We asked for Terry McLaurin or Debo Samuel, and we were countered with Brandon Cooks. So we temporarily shut the trade down to consider it. But, uh, you know, I did I, – once I saw that that uh, Texans trade go through, I thought maybe we should try to get him right now. But as I think about this, I don't know that I necessarily love it. Look, is Brandon Cooks really a wide receiver one? Is he a replacement for DeAndre Hopkins? Or is he just a deep ball specialist? Like Will Fuller is a deep ball specialist. So what was his – let me ask you guys this. What was his value before the trade when he was still a Ram? What's his value now? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Is it the same? Where are we at? His value's definitely gone up without a doubt. Um, there's too many, too many people in with the LA Rams uh, to make him worthwhile. Even now um, that Gurley's gone, it doesn't matter. Cooper Cup is there. You had Robert Woods. There's just there's too many players, and he couldn't separate from those guys. Um, I don't think he's a legit number one wide receiver, but I don't think he's a deep ball specialist. He fits somewhere in between those two. I think his value in terms of fantasy is going to go up. Unlike Fuller, he's not going to hit home runs, but he's probably going to get you 13 points per game. Yep. Maybe he's Fuller's replacement or insurance policy for the deep ball when he goes out. I don't think he is. I think he's a goofy – I mean, he's like he, – no, Robert Woods to me, he's going to get you eight, nine, catch, I mean, seven, eight catches. Maybe it'll be 60 yards, sometimes 130. I mean, really, this is just to support uh, Watson. This is what this is all about. Do we, do we still think, because I know after the, obviously after the Hopkins trade, um, it was evident that the Texans were going after a receiver in the draft early. Do we still think the Texans are going to go after one of these big name guys? Like I, I tagged T Higgins as the obvious choice there. I think he's still a really good fit there. Are they still going to do that, or are they trying to save some draft capital for some other needs with a move like this? I say you still have to go and draft the wideout. I mean, what, Fuller's hurt all the time. Cook's probably, what, a concussion away from being done for the end of his career. He, he, I mean, he's he, only had what, field. seven, eight. I mean, everybody, every one of their wide receivers are usually hurt, it, it appears. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to have some depth on there. I like him going after a true one. But I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We're not that far out from the draft. Very exciting. Very exciting time. We just have to figure out how we're going to watch it. All right, let's move off of the news. Wiz has a treat for us. 
big whiz on his stat of the week. All right, folks. I, I'm only I'm going to give you guys two here. Um, this wide receiver scored more points in eight home games than Odell Beckham did in all 16 games. Last season. Um, Michael Thomas. Ding, 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 ding. Nice job, Wolfpack. Uh, just in the home. Was there a big split between his home and away games, Michael Thomas? Um, no, it just he put up that many points compared to Odell Beckham, who just didn't score consistently enough. It was an interesting way you asked that, because I know Drew Brees in the past has had some pretty bad home away splits. But yeah. uh, look, Thomas might be the thing that evens him out wherever they're at. Second question here, folks. In 2014, Deshaun Jackson averaged 20 yards per reception with a minimum of 40 receptions. In 2019, two wide receivers achieved this mark. Who were they? Gee, that's so far. Is Mike Evans on that list? Mike Evans is not on that list. Kenny Stills. No. Stephon Diggs. What was the name? Stephon Diggs. No. DeAndre Hopkins. Nope. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is one of them. Who is the other one? Your child's over school. Is that Sammy Watkins? Uh, Same school. Yeah. Not Sammy Watkins, but it's that division. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Take a shot for losing both of those numb nuts. Ooh. I was way off. Like, I couldn't even remember who played in the AFC-NFC championship games. This fucking spring break thing is killing me. Yeah, that was terrible. I'm sorry. Good job, buddy. Disappointing. Ooh, peach schnapps. I'll, I'll even take a shot for getting something right for once. Yeah, please do. Um, all right. So that's it for Saturday of the Week. I'm going to do the third one. I know you got another. You want me to get it to? You're doing so fucking well. Let's go ahead and rip the third one out. This wide receiver's weeks 1 through 11 was wide receiver number 49. Okay. During weeks 12 through 17, he finished wide receiver number one. Who is this wide receiver? Devontae Parker. Close. I think he was in the top four, but this is not him. Come on. Cortland Sutton. <laughs> Take a shot, you idiot. That's <laughs> embarrassing. Jesus. DeAndre Hopkins. No. Was it uh, was it AJ Brown? That's what we guessed earlier. It was nice job. Nice. That's pretty good. I'll let you have that one. Parker had to be two in that time frame. I I, I don't know. I I don't. I just know he was. He was. I think in the top four. He might have been two. I'm not sure. Nice. Rashard Perriman might have been number two. Who the hell knows? He had a week and a half in there. But uh, all right, not bad. Good stats of the week. Better than the last time we tried this. Anyway. Are you okay? You blow some coke right before we got on here. You haven't stopped moving. I'm about getting dizzy watching you bounce from foot to foot. I'm standing up. Oh, Jesus Christ. You just remember. You were just as tall. And they said I was jerking off. Remember, that was part of it. It takes takes the rock back and forth to keep it going. I get it. Let's Rookies here. We are in our tier four of the rookie breakdowns at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver positions for you guys leading up to – our NFL draft, little breakdown, little idea of what they might be in the NFL. Some comps for you because the Wiz bugged us until we started giving them. Um, speaking of the Wiz, who, Wiz, are your tier four quarterbacks? There are none. They don't exist. Fantastic. You're right. Everybody that you haven't mentioned already will never, never play or be worth anything in football. Cool. That means I'm up. 
So uh, here we are. 300 stats here, so hang on. Go ahead. Here we are in Tier 4. It's going to be a while. You guys take a nap. You might finish here, Wiz. Tier 4 running backs, um, I've got a handful of names for you guys, and the thing about this Tier 4 is I don't think any of these guys are legit starting workhorse running backs in the NFL. I think all of them have the opportunity to be role players, bit role players, um, based on their skill set, different different skill sets for these guys. But uh, I think they can play a role somewhere on a team, not necessarily carry the load like a lot of the guys that we've seen in the top three tiers. But we'll get started in Boston College. That is A.J. Dillon, junior coming out of Boston College. He's a big fucking guy, six foot, 247 pounds. Uh, last season, 1,900 total yards. 15 touchdowns there in BC. Now, when I watched this guy's tape, um, he looked slow. He looked weak. He looked timid running the ball for a big guy. He refused to impose his will. Now, he goes into the combine, and coming out of the combine, I think A.J. Dillon rise up my boards faster and higher than any other running back in this draft class because he looked slim. He looked a trim 247 pounds, and he was athletic as – Buck at the combine his vertical jump and broad jump were the highest in his group a 41 inch vertical jump for a 247 pound man is very impressive he ran a 453 at the combine combine again for a guy his size very impressive but again i just think he runs a little small i don't think he's i don't i don't think he's willing to impose his will and hurt defenders run through defenders. He's trying to go around him too often on the tape for me to have enough love for him as necessary. My comps here, one I got Steven Jackson, um, Steven Jackson, a big dude. You remember when he tried to gain weight though, when he got real bad at football, this guy's already gained the weight. So we'll see where that's at. And then my other comp here and the comp that you, you hear all over and you've been hearing for months is Derek Henry because of his size and he's the other big back in the NFL. But to me, he's Derrick Henry before he made Henry made that Eddie George call. Um, you may remember in Henry's first two and a half years, even when he got the, uh, got out from underneath DeMarco Murray, he ran like a bitch. And one day Wiz, you told the story one day he calls Eddie George on the phone and says, what am I doing wrong? George says, you're not imposing your will that changed his game. And all of a sudden Derrick Henry became who he is now. Well, to me, A.J. Dillon on the field with the ball looks like Derrick Henry before making that Eddie George call. Pretty disappointing. We'll see if he can turn that around, if he can start running like a fucking 247-pound man. Might be a different story because he's shown the athleticism to be able to do more. I just haven't seen it on tape yet. Then, yeah. Wait, what, you're tell, what you're telling me here is this, is that he's either going to be I, – I have no – no likelihood that this guy ever becomes Derrick Henry or Eddie George. Steven Jackson's, I think, it, it, probably, probably a pretty good cop. I feel Steven Jackson was always really highly rated, but just never actually did, never lived up to that hype. Um, you know who I see A.J. Dillon being is, is like Marion Barber of Cowboys slash Bears. Just a, you know, occasional guy who just grounds and pounds if he can figure out how to use his weight. Otherwise, it's short career. Short career. Um, I think, the thing about Dillon, I think he's going to be get- get drafted relatively high a team's going to spend money on him just because that size is really attractive that combine performance and athleticism looks attractive and you got the derrick henry effect right like derrick henry has paved the way for this kid being a huge dude who was insanely successful so i think he's going to be drafted really high he'll get an opportunity and i think he's going to flame out pretty quickly because i don't know that he's got it in him but we'll see yet to be determined 
Next guy here, uh, we're going to SMU. Fifth-year senior, Xavier Jones. 5'11", 208. So another tall guy, but he's a whole lot lighter at 208 pounds, 5'11". That is, that is, I would call, a small back, at least a lean back. 1,350 total yards last season. 22 touchdowns, which is a really nice number. Um, thing about Xavier Jones is he might be one of the most elusive backs in this class. He's got uh, an incredible wiggle and shake, uh, whether that's in the hole, down the field, um, elusive in tight spaces, I think, as well. But the issue with Xavier Jones is that he's too slow. He lacks top end speed for a small back. Uh, he's also not very strong. I mean, he doesn't really have what it takes in the NFL to run between the tackles because of that lack of size. Does he put on some weight and get some leg drive? Maybe. But at 5'11", he runs too upright anyway through the hole uh, to, to be able to really do much, I think, power-wise, strength-wise. That's just not going to happen. He's, got, he's a one-trick pony as a running back, and it's that elusiveness. I mean, he's, he's got incredible speed, and he can leave defenders in the dust. Um, on jump cuts, on spins, he's got a he's got a relatively decent stiff arm. Uh, problem is, you know, he might shake two or three defenders, but he's going to get caught by the third because he's slow. I don't. He's not a guy. You know, you like you like leaner backs and backs with this elusiveness to to go for big plays for you. Jones is not going to do that. He's just not fast enough to do that. A couple of comps: Amir uh, Amir Abdullah uh, out of Nebraska. I think it's a really good comp, really elusive back in his own right, really agile back in his own right, but couldn't get anything going uh, with his opportunities in Detroit because he lacked speed and he lacked power. I think Ahmad Bradshaw is a nice comp as well. A lot of hype about Ahmad Bradshaw when he got the chance in New York, but he didn't do a damn thing. But uh, that's Xavier Jones. I, I am more out on him. I don't think Xavier Jones gets drafted uh, in the NFL early times too much. But, so uh, bad. Yeah, that's him. Next guy. Next guy going into my film study was one of my favorites. He's the kind of back I like. He's fast as all fucking get out. 5'10", 190 pounds. It's Pete Guerrero from Monmouth College in New Jersey. He's a junior coming out. Uh, 2,300 total yards last season, 20 touchdowns. We all know how fast John Ross is, right? Set the record in the 40 at the combine. Well, Pete Guerrero wasn't invited to the combine, but in college, he had a faster 100-yard dash time and 200-yard dash time than John Ross. Pete Guerrero can fucking run. He's incredibly fast. Um, I don't know if he's going to get a pro day. I was really hoping to see what kind of 40 time he could put up because I think it could be really fucking impressive, but I doubt we're going to end up seeing that going into the draft. Another guy that's probably not going to be drafted coming out of Monmouth, real small, 5'10". 190 pounds. A couple things I like about him outside of just his speed. He doesn't put the ball on the ground. Just two fumbles on 700 career touches in college. I think that was the second best fumble rate uh, in the entire draft class uh, this season. And he's just an electric playmaker. He's got incredible vision at the second level, very elusive at the second level. I wouldn't say his vision translates really well behind the line of scrimmage. Not great at finding holes that aren't given to him. Luckily, Monmouth had a pretty good offensive line and made some space for him. Uh, but he's very elusive at the second level. And once he gets there, there's a good chance he's going to score on every play in college. Might translate to every fourth play in the NFL. But he's fast. He's quick. He's fun to watch. The issue is, like, if it's not speed, 
he's not getting past that first level. If there's not a hole that he can get to faster than you, he's not getting past. He's not strong. Um, his, like I said, at the, behind the line of scrimmage, his vision is fine. He's not as decisive a back as you like there to be. Um, I think teams are going to have to get creative to get him the ball. He might end up being a guy that kind of switches, changes positions up every now and then just because uh, it makes it easier for teams to get him the ball. In space, he can be as dangerous as anybody. And my comp for him is another position fluid guy that you've heard me say on this show before. It's Tavon Austin. Remember when he went from wide receiver to running back and I thought he was going to be the next stud in Dallas? That's Guerrero for you. Probably won't get drafted. If he does, it'll be real late. I, want, I, I can't wait to see him in the NFL, though. Uh, we're going to open up this room to another soul in just a second. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Hang on. What's up, Hey, welcome both to the show. Oh, shit. What do you think of Levant, uh, Levante Bellamy, your boy from Western Michigan? Yeah, you know, we had that one uh, dynasty startup. I had it fucking drafted him in the late round, just basically because it was the name I knew. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, lots of yards, a lot of production in college. We'll see if that can transition from a small Mac school to some NFL team. But All right, good, uh, good contribution. So my next running back here is another small school guy. I got a couple more of these guys coming at you, small school guys. This is Trey Raggis from the University of Louisiana Lafayette, junior, 5'11", 227 pounds. Now, there were three running backs that are all in this draft class from this school, and that hurts Ragus' stock. Raymond Clay, who's a guy I told you should be fast and wasn't at the combine, and Elijah Mitchell, who was the big, quote-unquote, big short yardage back at the combine. Trey Ragus, to me, is the most NFL – Type NFL ready, sort of back. He's 5'11", 227 pounds. Hang on, Bullfrog. Only 880 yards last season on 12, tu 12 touchdowns. That was not only 122 touches, though. Again, with those other two backs in that backfield, that really hurt his opportunity. His sophomore season, 2,300 yards, 19 touchdowns. So he can carry a load. Really good, nice combination in this kid. Um, size, speed, balance, elusiveness. He's a solid all-around back, kind of does a little bit of everything. Again, it was a really small school. He had a really limited role on his own team just because the other talent that was around him, and that might really hurt his opportunity to be drafted at all in the NFL. But I think should a team take a chance on him as an undrafted free agent, um, he might have a nice, little, a, a nice little career as a backup in the NFL. Malcolm Brown, Deonta Foreman, these are the kind of guys that look like him, run like him. And unfortunately, probably have similar – well, Malcolm Brown, anyway, similar careers. I don't imagine he's going to have a Deontay Foreman problem. Anybody know anything about the uh, Louisiana Lafayette running backs? Just me. Just you. That's because I'm the fucking man. Makes me a little hesitant when you say that their backfield was loaded with talent at Louisiana Lafayette. There are, there are three uh, – you missed this bit, Bullfrog, but there are three running backs from that school that are all in the draft class this season. One of them, Raymond Calais, went to the combine because he was expected to run really fast. He didn't. I mean, he ran – You have to be on the show to know that, though. You'd have to be on the show. Yeah, we talked about him a couple of times. No, I remember you, I remember you brought him up a long time ago in discussion that you thought he was going to run a 4-3, but apparently not. He ran a 4-4-2. 
Facts. Another small school guy, local dude, Western Michigan University, fifth-year senior, Levante Bellamy. 5'9", 192 pounds. Really small guy, 1,500 yards, 23 fucking touchdowns last season. Nice little year he put together for himself. Um, the one thing that I really like about Levante Bellamy, five years on this team, I think he was a starter for three and a half of those seasons. He's got a really good head for the position. Uh, Western Michigan, small school. But they what do does a good head mean? I'll tell you. They run a lot of zone scheme stuff. Uh, and he has a really, really good uh, conceptual hmm. understanding of of um, fronts blocking schemes ahead of him. He kind of knows what is likely to happen at any time. He knows how to run the zone scheme. I, I would be willing to say as good as anybody else in this draft class. He understands what that means. And to run a good zone scheme, you have to understand what's going to happen in front of you before it happens. Um, he knows what the blockers on his line are supposed to do on every play. He sees what the defenders are going to make the blockers do. And, and what that ends up looking like on tape is it looks like he's got really good anticipation, really patient, although he's not necessarily um, the stand behind the line, wait for something to happen. He just kind of anticipates holes because he understands the game as well as, like I said, anybody else in this class. Pretty good initial burst. So when he does hit that hole, he hits it pretty hard. He's an okay speed kind of guy really low center of gravity uh, at five nine so his contact balance is pretty good decent little leg drive for a max school we'll see if that translates he can get to the edge really qu relatively quickly he's shifty at that first level um, but when he gets those higher speeds you may remember I talked about Dobbins how you know he can at full speed change direction without losing a step that's not Levante Bellamy um, so down the field, that struggles a little bit. He looks a little to me like a Deontay or Deion Lewis, um, running the ball, smaller guy, but he can kind of get it done. Trenton Cannon, if you know who Trenton Cannon is, uh, is my other comp there. Questions? This guy, this guy actually interests me. This guy, I mean, not not this year, but in three years, he might be he might be fantasy relevant at some point. He's he's a smart guy. He gets it, and like if you get it, that can make up for some of the physical tools he might be lacking as a as a smaller guy with a slightly less speed than you'd you'd hope for there. But but keep your eye on Levante Bellamy. I think he'll I think he will be drafted, and I think he he'll have to earn himself a roster spot, and then he'll have to climb a depth chart. But if he can, um, this is a kid that could could be relatively productive. Probably top out, tops out as an RB three somewhere if he does get a starting role somewhere, but. Still, that's not terrible. Two things. One, I don't think that was the good head definition he was looking for. Yeah. And two, uh, quite the spike in uh, touchdown production this last season for Bellamy. Uh, he went from six to 23. So maybe he's got a little knack for the end zone, which is always a plus. You like to see that. All right, last guy here on my tier four list is J.J. Taylor from Arizona. Um, he's a junior. This is a small fucking guy. 5'5". Five, five. I think he's shorter than both of the YouTube fuckers. Barely. Barely? How tall Barely. are you, Froggy? 5'8", buddy. Oh, Jesus Christ. 5'5", five, five, 185 pounds, 1,000 total yards, only five touchdowns last year in Arizona. Again, he shared the backfield in Arizona. Um, he was a pretty good receiving weapon relative to what he did when he was on the field. 32 catches doesn't sound like a lot, but he only had 148 carries that's sort of what his role was on that Arizona team to me he's too small he's also too slow he is stronger than you'd expect from a guy 5'5 185 
Um, breaks tackles really well. He's, he's, he's a small strike zone guy, right? At five foot five, there's not a lot to hit. And if you don't hit him right where it counts, he's going to break that tackle. He's got those thick legs. Um, he can drive through tackles pretty easily because, you know, 185 doesn't sound that small, but he's 5'5", five five, whereas Levante Bellamy is 192 at 5'9", right? So he's a thick, short dude. Um, unfortunately, I don't necessarily see a role for a guy like this in the NFL. Chris Thompson comes to mind as a, as a comp who's a slightly bigger body, shorter guy who had a receiving role in Washington for a while, but this is not somebody who screams, draft me, I can do a lot for your team. I don't know if he ends up taken in, in the draft in a couple weeks. Anything about don't know much. I don't know much about this guy. Pac-12 doesn't seem to produce very many NFL caliber running backs. but No. He, he could be kitschy as a, a pass catcher on the right team. Kitschy. Yes, definitely kitschy. That's what I think of. Yeah, kitschy is the right word for him, I think. Jump on down here. We'll come back to Wolf. You think early times a bird dog would be a better one? Bird dog is always better, baby. Wolfrog, you got a shot for us? Nothing. That's bullshit. You missed the show 20, what, three, four months in a row? Just be grateful you get me for five minutes. <laughs> All right, so for wide receivers. Here for uh, I'm pretty sure we've talked about him, but I have yet to find where we did talk about him. But it's Denzel Mims from Baylor. Uh, he should not be tier four. It's just more of, you know, giving him his due. He deserves to be on a list. It's not a tier four list. Uh, I'd probably say he's borderline tier one to tier t- uh, at least tier two, borderline one. But that's a that's a big push into one. Big combine uh, though for this kid. Yes, he ran a four thirty eight on a forty. The forty-yard dash, so that's that's pretty fast for him, I'd say. Uh, I mean, he's 60, six foot three, right? So it's real. Yeah, he, he is six foot three, two hundred six pounds. So I mean, that guy is moving down the field. He had sixty-six receptions for a thousand twenty yards and twelve TDs. Um, his best attributes about him: he has a wide catch radius. The best routes for him to run are the back shoulder fades and sidelines. So it's almost as if he is just, you know, he may not get you the yards, but, you know, get him in the red zone, he's your guy. Because, I mean, he's 6'3". Most cornerbacks are at the six-foot mark, I'd say. Maybe a little less, maybe a little taller, just depending. Yeah, I mean, they're not always as high at the, you know, midget size. Uh, Sorry, short person size. (laughs) Little person. Little person. Uh, He's got length, and he's got insane athleticism. Um, he does have great deep speed. Speed, and the thing is about that is that his speed stays consistent as he goes down the field. So it's not more of like he's going as fast as he can, and by the time he reaches his top speed, he's, he's done. No, he, he keeps it going. He keeps that speed going. He's a stud, man. Yeah. Um, the bad part is, is that he's still developing as a route runner, but he did get better from the end of last season to the combine. So they said that there is improvement. Um, under the right coach, I mean, that route tree is going to be nothing for him. It's going to be second nature. Nice. I mean, like, let's be honest. All, all rookie wide receivers have a lot to learn. Wait, is he taking a shot with this, or what are you doing? I see a shoulder. There we go. Come on, baby. Yeah, yeah because essentially from – You're doing snaps. What the fuck? What, 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 why don't you guys get a man shot? 
This is vodka. This is peppermint vodka. What are you doing there, Wolfpack? I'm still working on a peach, and I already took mine. So you guys are a joke. I mean, if we had Jameson, I'd have done it. But I have Jameson. I ain't fucking drinking it. All right, who else you got? Mims is not necessarily tier four. So who is in Wolfpack? All right, so for the for sure tier fours, Gabriel Davis, Central Florida. He is another six foot two guy, two hundred sixteen pounds. His 40 time wasn't the best. It's a four and a half on a 40. So that's not the greatest, but I mean, that's still moving down the field, no matter who you're talking about. Uh, last season, he had 72 receptions, 1,241 yards, 12 TDs. He is an expert hand fighter. So he is perfect in your short and deep ranges. Um, when he does get a deep ball, he is a good and skilled deep ball tracker. So he goes and gets it, and he finds it. Uh, he does have the size and strength for all blocking duties. The cons, though, is that his he's got a below average talent after the catch. So he's more of a, a straight line runner. He is not going, as you call it, the wiggle. He doesn't have the wiggle. He's just more of yeah, – I don't know running. what the fuck that means. Wiggle the hips, baby. Wiggle them. He's, he's got no juke. Yeah. Okay, juke. Thank you. Ability to fucking make make defense players miss. How about that? So just today, I watched a bunch of film on Gabriel Davis um, for a, a draft kit we're putting together. But uh, the the issues I had with Gabriel Davis are this: he's a he's a deep ball guy all day. He's great at it. UCF found a hundred different ways to get him man to man so he can go deep. But like when he's not when his number's not called, he's lazy as fuck. Like, he'll take a step or two and just kind of stand there and wait if it's a run play uh, play to the other side of the field. He's lazy as shit. Um, he's real bad. His cuts don't look good. He's, he rounds off all of his, like, inside routes. He rounds off his outside routes. I think I only saw in four full games, I think I saw him run four different routes. Like, this is – that, this guy that has a lot to learn. That is his limited uh, – he has one of his cons. He ran a limited route tree. So, I mean, pretty much so, I figure yeah. like a, a, a straight down the field, a fly, a post, and a corner, maybe a slant is about all he can probably do. Is this Kevin White? Second coming Kevin White? I, the, um, one, the one thing that I like most about Gabriel, Gabriel Davis, though, is like a lot of the time – a lot of these receivers, it's a really deep receiver class – um, their their issue is that they have a hard time getting off press coverage. No matter their size, these guys don't seem to be real good with their hands. But Wolfpack said it. Gabriel Davis is fucking great with his hands. He he he's got a DeAndre Hopkins push off when he's going down the field. He'll never get called for it, but he does that on every single play, which is kind of exciting to watch. So he's got that really unique skill set. But there's a lot of things he doesn't do well. The comp for him is Terrence Williams. There you go. That guy had two preseason games once where he was a stud. How about Miles Austin? I like that count better. I don't think he's Miles Austin. He doesn't he doesn't run interior routes at all. All right. So for the next guy I got, Notre Dame. Chase hey. Lightpool. 6'4, 238. He ran a 40. His first 40 yard dash he ran as a 442. Uh, for a 6'4", 238 guy, that's, uh, that's moving. That's flying. 
for last year, he had 66 receptions, 1,037 yards, 13 TDs. He is a tough receiver, dangerous with the ball in his hands. Um, they state that he has a higher ceiling and more pro-ready than his comps. Uh, the comps I'll get to in a bit. Um, he is an outstanding run blocker. Uh, he is big and forceful against handy coverages. Uh, he works back to the ball on all three levels. But for this guy, they have been talking, is he a wideout or is he a tight end? I mean, the way it kind of sounds here, he's more of a tight end. When you've got great run blocking, he's big and forceful, that's tight end, I feel like, all, all day. If he steps into the tight end spot, he's a guy that you want to watch because he's fat. He, he is un, incoverable by linebackers and safeties if he can run a 4-4-40 at that size. Right. I, think, I think any fantasy person wants him to become a tight end. I mean, right? Like, you want him to become that, that weird – it doesn't matter if, if, he be, if he's that spot that we're Aaron Heron has never had a block ever, but he just had a fucking run routes. That, that's what you want for, for Chase Claypool. Absolutely. And the comps for him is Miles Boykin and Mike Williams. The Mike Williams would be from Los Angeles Chargers, not San Diego. The Clemson kid. Big Clemson. dude, fast dude, runs downfield. That makes sense. Yeah. Except this Chase, but but Chase Claypool's unique. He, like you said, he he can block. He destroys people. I mean, you Chase Claypool have a bigger impact in the tight as the tight end position, regardless if it's. It's a, it's a goofy spot, but um, then he does as a wide receiver. Right, but does he want to go from wide receiver to tight end? I mean, if he's he said, a bigger impact in the NFL doing it, I mean, I think we want him to. We, we if, want him to be in that spot. If a coach calls him and says, "I'll draft you if you'll play tight end," he's he will fucking play tight end. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get drafted. You're to get drafted, and they say you're tight end. You're going to play tight end, but I mean. I kind of almost want to put him as uh, – I mean, this is probably a bad comp, but this is going to be early stages Jimmy Graham. You know, they didn't know if he was a wide receiver or a tight end. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's in the I, same – I mean, I can see it. A lot, of, a lot of speed, big body. He's not a blocker, right. Jimmy Graham, but – Right. Okay. All right, so for my last tier four wideout, Tyler Johnson, Minnesota. Six foot two, 200 pounds. I feel like every receiver we've talked about in these tiers have all been about six foot. Two, 200 pounds. Like, every one of them. Exactly. You're, they're the average wide receiver in the NFL. This last season, he had 86 receiving yards, 1,318. I'm sorry, 86 receptions, 1,318 yards, 13 TDs. Wizard? He is – they are stating he's a solid possessional or and or number two wideout. Um, so, I mean, as long as he's on the field, I feel like he's going to produce for you. Uh, runs good routes, solid hands. They said that he's got the strength similar to A.J. Brown. Wow. AJ, oh. You've seen A.J. Brown with a shirt on, right? He's almost as big as I am without my shirt on. I don't know if I like – that right but 200 pounds 6'2 that's not AJ Brown AJ Brown's a muscly fucking guy come on right you can still be muscle and 
not be that strong. All creatine water weight. Exactly. It's all in your head. If you wanted that ball, you're going to get that ball. There. He's got rare ball skills. Uh, his instincts to go get the ball, he's a winner. He's wanting that ball. Go get it. Um, he is excellent at the high point timing and midair adjustments. Uh, the bad thing about him, though, is his leaping ability. And I know we had talked about this uh, with the, you know, what's the difference? It's more he can't jump, but he knows how the time to go get the ball. He'll jump high enough uh, to the, go over defenders' heads. Right, right. But he can at least – he still knows, like, okay, I need to jump now to go get this ball or at least have a chance to get it. If not, knock it away from a cornerback that could – or a safety that could pick it off. The other bad part about him is his top end speed falls below the NFL mark. You know, not very fast. And at 6'2", 200, you, you're going to need some speed. Ups. Right. It might explain why he went to a school like Minnesota. Yeah, but, okay, but is this is this Elshon Jeffrey? Yeah, the comps yeah. Allen Robinson. How about how about Corey Davis, another another player out of PJ Flex system? Chelsea, Tyler Johnson, um, if you if you read any of these dynasty guys, is is uh people love him or people hate him. I mean the people that like Tyler Johnson want to put him near the top of their tier two. Um and everybody else says he's outside the top twenty-four, but he's he's polarizing. It's very intriguing to watch where he ends up going, what NFL team thinks he's worth a shot because you can make an argument. All of these players that Wolfpack has listed are somewhat polarizing. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Nobody loves Gabriel Davis. They think he's okay. Denzel Mims, most people like Denzel Mims. But I think yeah. out of the three, the four he's listed here, yes, I think Tyler Johnson is the most polarizing. Okay, most polar – yes, out of these – but my point is that all of these guys could be very good or they, they – they Could be. Boom bust. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of where we're, that's, that's we're flirting with. When you, when you tell me counts of Allen Robinson, um, Mike Williams – I mean, you're right. You, the comp of Terrence Williams is not intriguing to me enough. But but Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, those are good comps. I mean, good guys that have the ability. If they if they reach their potential, I would take those guys all day long. I mean, again, I, we'll, I'll say this openly on air. We drafted in our third round. We took Butler, Hakeem Butler, over JJ Arcega Whiteside. Foolish of us, we did it. But if you have the ability to take one of these that guys, that, that's a good pick. Yeah, the nice thing about both uh, Tyler Johnson and, and uh, Chase Claypool is you don't have to draft them till the third, maybe fourth round. Tyler Johnson, in the mocks I'm doing, he's either going beginning of third or end of fourth, right? So you can find value in guys like this. And really, the whole wide receiver class is like that. You can find some guys that have potential to be studs in your fourth round rookie rookies, right? So over the next, you know, tier, I, I, I'm excited to hear the tier fives in the receiver class. Tier five running backs, whatever. There aren't any quarterbacks, obviously, but there are still receivers worth talking about in this extraordinary draft class. I think it all depends on who you get drafted by. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how they use you. Can't fucking wait till the draft, man. Can't fucking wait till the draft. We're gonna, our, our next topic for the day is dynasty by lows. We're looking at dynasty players that you can buy on the cheap now before the NFL draft. 
maybe it's because there's expectations that the team drafts a replacement, maybe whatever reason it is, um, somebody that you should be targeting on the cheap. We'll start with you since you're here and you're leaving, Bullfrog. Don't uh, don't. Well, I guess you can talk about uh, all the guys. No, you I will. I, I I got a little. I I'll I'll, I'll got you. All right. Just so, says you guys are a bunch of assholes. Is what your what your fucking notes say here? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna take shots while you start telling us who we should be targeting on our dynasty. Well, looking, you know, I was last to the list here, so I had to kind of see. I knew who I had in mind, but upon looking at all you guys, you guys are either just as smart as I am or just as dumb as I am because uh. We had, a, we had a lot of similar takes on these guys. So I'm just going to mention a couple of the guys that you guys have. I'll let you dig into the stats on them because you guys got the stats. I don't. Uh, Dewey's nuts. Uh, a couple of the names that I like that you had were Preston Williams. I mean, he was, a, he was looking like a number one stud uh, before he went down with an injury. And then Devontae Parker kind of stepped into that role, but. I mean, we know Fitzpatrick's pass happy. We know they're probably going to be trailing games. Uh, he's got to be how many years younger than Parker? Three or four, I would think. Uh, you also had Damian Williams, who I'm, I, I like a lot to snag in a dynasty right now. I think he's at least got another Is he year. really by low guy here? I mean, everyone has to be loving Damian Williams. No, after. no, no, no. I'll talk to that when, we, when it's my turn. I'll tell you why, he, why Bullfrog's right on this one. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. You may. Big Wiz, uh, who'd you have? The, who, yeah, I don't think you had anybody that I was going to hit on. Who's who, oh, Wolfpack, Drew Locke, Noah Fant. I like both of those guys. Uh, I'll let you talk about them a little bit more. So here's a couple names that nobody else mentioned. First one is Deontay Johnson. Um, again, he's getting a little more hype right now, but you look at his stats. Uh, the last four or five games, he was averaging about eight targets six six and a half catches for about 65 yards and a half touchdown per game and that was with just terrible quarterback play big ben's gonna be coming back who knows how many games he's able to play this upcoming season but we all know he likes to chuck it around and Deontay johnson's looking like a real valuable piece uh i think if you could get him uh i'd be going after him in a dynasty league right now i like this name a lot and here's the only here's the only question to you is it's either going to be him or James Washington. You don't know which one, but one of them will because Big Ben has, has, has always produced two wide receivers for, for, for God knows how long now. One of them are going to be great. I'm just not sure which one will be. Yeah, I don't think it's James Washington. I think he's past his, he's past his sell-by date. I mean, I may be a little biased. I have, an, I have an ownership of some Deontay Johnson, but he's, I mean, people have been trying to get at him from my dynasty league all over this offseason, and I'm just not willing to give up on him. I actually gave up on a guy that you're going to mention before I was willing to give up on Deontay Johnson, which kind of surprised me. But And that was McCole Hardman. I kind, of want, I kind of want him back. but I'm sure you do. Uh, let's see. You got DeAndre Hopkins for McCole Hardman. Don't bitch about it too hard. Yeah, I guess that's all right. Uh, a couple other guys you guys don't have. Again, I got to stick to some of my old names here because I still have some faith in him. Justice Hill, he's real dirt cheap at this point. I mean, you got to be able to pick him up for like a fourth rounder, yeah. <laughs> or maybe off the wire. But Ingram's not a big. Hey, but like, what's is he? Is his best season Danny Woodhead? No, I think it's a little better than. I mean, Woodhead had a couple hell of a seasons though. Very fantasy relevant. 
if he could have those for a couple of seasons, he's fine. But he's got a little more explosion, big type play than a Woodhead did. Uh, I don't think he's quite the receiving back as Woodhead was either. But so I mean, again, Baltimore's going to run the shit out of the ball. Obviously, Lamar Jackson runs the shit out of the ball. Mark Ingram's thir- over thirty now, or thirty at least, thirty-one. Uh, he's the change of pace type guy. I just think there's 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 something there for him. Uh, he showed a little bit of flash late in the season. Uh, next guy is going to be uh, AKA Black Unicorn. I'm still showing some love for Black Unicorn, Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon for Chris Herndon. Are you still saying Chris Herndon. I went out and got him in Dynasty. I still got we, some love for him. He's ultra talented. Just got to get on the field. We've just around. got to five listeners again, Froggy, and then you fucking throw that out there again. Goddamn! <laughs> oh, shit! Look what! Look what! What does fuck, uh, Ryan Griffin did in the Jets offense? Hell. Ryan Griffin's a stud. Chris Herndon's fucking – Griffin couldn't wear Herndon's jockstrap, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he couldn't. Is there a bet coming? <laughs> yeah, where's your payoff, buddy? I still haven't seen the video of that. Well, your jockstrap, oh, well, Tomorrow. I talked to, talk to his tomorrow. wife today. His wife will be waxing his nutsack tomorrow. Good. Can't wait to see it. Gonna be exciting. All right, good name. Uh, there. I, oh, hold on, hold on. A few more here. Fuck. Two more. Two more. Quick ones. Yeah. One is a big name receiver, and that's Odell Beckham. If you have any type of faith in Odell and that Cleveland Brown offense, now's the time to get him in a dynasty because I think he's got about for a lot of owners, he's probably the lowest value you're ever gonna get him. Does he ever get better? I don't know, but doesn't does he actually ever- produce. He's a big name that never puts up numbers. Does he have the potential to be a top three receiver, though? Yeah, he does. Not too many guys do. He, I'm just saying. So, right now, he's go, his ADP, I don't know about dynasty values and trade, but his ADP is the wide receiver 10. Like, he's not being discounted, or maybe 11. Right. He's not being that well, Right, which is, which is fine in an ADP, but I'm saying if in a dynasty, if some owner's willing to let him go for some fucking second-round draft pick or late first, you just got to do it, man. I don't know what you're smoking, but that's going to occur. <laughs> I don't either, but you never know. It's worth throwing it out there. And if you get rejected, say, suck a dick, because who cares? Who else you got? All right, last one's going to be Hayden Hurst. Transitioned over to that Atlanta offense. Uh, we all saw what Austin Hooper did in that offense. Matt Ryan loves that check down. Julio gets all kinds of attention. Ridley's getting better and better. I think Hayden Hurst could have a really good year. With, or nuts, you were real high on him last offseason. Uh, Coming out. I think yeah. the talent's there. He's got a huge body. I think he could put up some big numbers in that offense. I like it. I, I, I like this one. That, that, that one, I think, was your best best person that you've listed. Thanks, buddy. Let's work, let's work up the list. Wolfpack, hit us with some of your uh, favorite buy lows. Yeah, so uh, I went with Noah Fant, tight end, Denver. He didn't do too much beginning of the year, but he also had Joe Flacco. So, I mean, there's uh, – can't really do a whole lot with Joe. <laughs> Uh, whenever Locke took over, he had 377 yards for uh, in those last five games. 18.9, a ranked sixth in the NFL. Uh, he's right now number 14 tight end. Uh, and last year, he led the team with 388 yards after catch. So the uh, the next guy I got, Drew Locke. Uh, whenever he started finally for Denver, he went four and one. Denver was three and eight. So that's uh, seven and nine. That's pretty good. I think he'll do better this year. He's got a better O line. 
He's got weapons. He's got Lindsey. He's got Gordon Fant. He's got Cortland Sutton as targets. And he didn't throw the ball too bad. Seven TDs, three interceptions, and five games for 1,020. It's not fuck too you. bad. Fuck you for I bringing just, up the Lindsey Gordon thing, by the way. I like your Noah Fant. We talked about Noah Fant a little bit earlier to me. I think Noah Fant was one of those, those tight ends are up and coming. I agree with you on that. No, Drew Locke, though, to me, same team. Vic Fangio is not going to let him throw the ball all over the field. I just don't see the ha- that. But it's season. also Pat Shermer running the offensive. Uh, I, it doesn't matter to me, though. I, I think it's Vic Fangio's team. He's going to make sure that, that they control the ball and have a great, great defense. I'm not sure I actually see Drew Locke excelling here. I, I'm on board. I'm on board in a super flex. I think Drew Locke should be on your roster in a super flex as your three. Like, I don't want him to be my two, but as your three, he has. Uh, I'm your roster's okay, but starting, I mean, he. Maybe. Uh, he's a guy to look for is all I'm saying. I think he's got some potential to pick up some more ground numbers too. You guys want to make a bet on this one? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? I will bet you he does not finish top 15. Give me 18 and you got to bet. Yep. It's a pick. You want to get on that one pick? Yeah, I'll do that one. I'll do that one. I would ask you, fucking hillbilly, but you probably you probably wouldn't want that. You won't pay up anyways. I'm not an official member of the show right now. Not qualified to be partaking in any of this. story. I like your last pick here, though, Wolfpack. Give him to us. Uh, was it Keneal? Neil? Harry? Nikhil. Wider yeah, wide receiver New England. He only played seven games last year, though. He was kind of banged up. Um, he is – I mean, there is no clear number one wideout for New England. Edelman had uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, I guess you could call him as a number one, but he's more of that slot guy that's going to get you that underneath throughout. Um, but he had in seven games, 12 receptions on 24 targets, so not very good catching it. But, I mean, whatever, you don't have anybody to throw it to. And – I just feel like this is going to be a great pick. I mean, it could be a later one, but it's, it's going to be more of a steal, I feel like. I like Harry, not necessarily because – Oh, the baby. Not necessarily because he, uh, he, he blew up or did great things numbers-wise when he did play, but he had right. plays in every one of his games that looked fantastic. Plays in the end zone where he's double-toe tapping while stretching out uh, over the top of a defender. Like, he, he showed some greatness – Oh, it's it's gonna come down to the quarterback play though. There, like, I think it's awesome. there. It's just more. The other the other issue that I have here is this: the person in your dynasty league who has Nikhil Harry drafted him with a top four pick in the rookie draft last year, so he may be emotionally tied to that guy uh, and not willing to give him up. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, I like Nikhil Harry a lot, but but you are one hundred percent correct. It is tied to the quarterback position here. And I don't think it's going to be that positive here for the, for the next couple of years. Yep. What'd you guys say about old Stidham at the top of the show? Stidham's going to start, but he's not worth owning. Uh, I I don't think he's going to start. We're going to draft quarterback. Is that a bet? Hey, last time we tried to do this show, Wiz, you and I bet that about uh, New England's playoff hopes. Do you want to repeat that bet for the audience? Uh, give me the bet again. You said New England would make the playoffs. I said they would not. Yeah, I absolutely take that bet. It's a bet. Yay! It's not going to happen. I'm still, I'm still staying Stidham. 
though, for starting QB. 100% not going to happen. Certainly not. That division sucks. They're going to make. They're going to make the playoffs. Good Bill, God, you're an idiot. The Bills win the division. Saying it, call it. Bills win the division. All right. On Stephon Diggs' shoulders. Wiz, give us your buy lows. Buy low. I okay. Just starting from the bottom here. I agree with Froggy here. I told you before. Deontay Johnson, James Washington. I like both those guys. Someone from there is going to pick up all the pieces once Big Ben comes back. I also like Irv Smith. Um. Did they move off the gap? That, that's what we know. We just don't know where the ball is going to go. I think that offense will be good again, and I'm willing to take someone from that team. I think Irv Smith's a great talent. Did Kyle Rudolph leave? Yeah, the there was talk about Rudolph leaving. Did he leave? No, they, they, they brought him back. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got to someone. With the red zone target, that's what, he, that's what he's going to be good at. That's great. But Irv, there's gonna be, Irv Smith is going to be relevant, is my point. Wait, who else are they going to throw it to? They only got Thielen. Agreed. Yeah, but I, you know, again, they're going to draft a wide receiver. You just wonder where it's going to be. Um, who's that other guy? Bullfrog. We got we got the other receiver in Minnesota. What's his name? Olabasi. Olabasi. Olabasi Johnson, baby. Trade him now, you fools. He's not going to be good. We might should right. trade him, but uh, keep going. My my running back here, folks, is Justin Jackson in San Diego. Los Angeles. Los Angeles, even though it is San Diego. Running back number 48. Gordon's gone. It's only him at Eckler. He's only 25, folks. I just like Justin Jackson a lot. I think two years ago when we saw him play, he looked fabulous when he was on the field. He's the more physical runner between him and Eckler, okay? There's going to be room for him to be on the field. When he played, he had 5.1 yards per carry. He caught 80% of his passes. He has low mileage. There's a lot to like about him. Just this week, the team came out and said, hey, we still really think Justin Jackson has a place on the field. So, hey, that's a vote of confidence. They did it for, like, what, the first four games of the year? I mean, yeah. Gonna- well, I mean, Eckler is going to be the, the, the primary back. The problem is, is that Justin Jackson is going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball. I'm assuming this is going to be a committee more than everyone wants to hear. It's not going to be only Eckler. Um, I, I think Justin Jackson is going to be fantasy relevant on multiple occasions. Here's the only down – here's the downside that, that, that I'm concerned about. This offense is not going to be good. This team is not going to be good. Only chance that that changes if Cam shows up. It's just not going to be the same offense when Philip Rivers is there. That's my only concern here. But this guy is still going to get touches. He's still going to get the ball. If you want to buy low on a fucking running back, this is the guy to go after because – you're not going to pay anything. Like, Damian Williams, you're going to pay a lot for. Justin Jackson, you're, gonna, you're not going to pay shit for. Did you just call Cam Newton out to L.A.? Is that what you want to see? That's what I would like to see, yes. Tyrod Taylor's not your boy? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Hit us with your last guy. <laughs> number, but my, my best guy in this list is Cole Hardman at wide receiver number 62, folks. I like Cole Hardman a lot. He's a talented receiver. Only had 41 targets last year. That's nothing, folks, in less than 50% of the snaps. And yet, in fantasy points per target, 19.6 points per 100 snaps, which is 11th most overall on all wide receivers, which is a great fucking number. Um, he's never going to have double coverage. He's only – Tyreek Hill's on the other side of the field. Travis Kelsey's going to be there. He plays with the best quarterback 
in the in the game. His offense is number five overall in points last year, number six in yards, number five in passing yards, and number five in, in reception TDs. Unlike Justin Jackson, Miko Hardman's ceiling is through the roof. If you can get him, buy him now. There's no reason why you shouldn't go after this guy immediately. Yeah, Miko Hardman's uh, potential, real potential stud. Bullfrog knows he drafted him in our uh, dynasty rookie draft last year. All right, let me hit you with some of my names real quick, shall we? Uh, I'm going to start with that Damian Williams. I know, Wiz, you keep saying Damian. People love Damian Williams, love Damian Williams. So right now, if you're drafting, Damian Williams is going as a running back. 37 in ADP. People do not fucking love Damian Williams. Everybody on planet Earth expects the Kansas City Chiefs to take a running back in the second round to supplant Damian Williams. Guess what, guys? Everybody on planet Earth expected the Kansas City Chiefs to take a running back last year to supplant Damian Williams. If, if you don't think that's going to happen, I think you're foolish. Damian Williams, Williams is going to go high. Do you want to bet that he goes higher than 30? Damian <laughs> Williams should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Fuck. The kid can play on this team. They don't need to replace him. They are not going to replace him. And it, right now in your dynasty league, either the Damian Williams owner fucking loves him or thinks he's the running back 37 and you can get him for an incredible value. Let me give you a reference point here because I was looking at these ADPs. Darius Geis is going running back 27, 10 spots higher than Damian fucking Williams. He is being disrespected again. And I think he's at least got a 70% chance that he's going to come out and do what he did in the postseason. Here's going to be, he's going to be great for you. Um, go get him. Go get him if you can. Let's talk about Preston Williams for a minute. Bullfrog, you mentioned Preston Williams. You said, quote, this only happened a couple of minutes ago. Uh, before he got hurt, he was looking like a legit, a legit number one. I'm going to dispel that right here and now because I hear it all over the place. I see it all over on Twitter. Preston Williams played eight games before he got injured. Devontae Parker was on the field for those same eight games. Guess which one of those two wide receivers finished higher in fantasy over that eight-game span? No. It was Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker played better while the two of them were on the field. Devontae Parker is the receiver to own there. However, I do think Preston Williams is a good player, a nice wide receiver talent. His ADP right now is wide receiver 55. He's going to finish higher than that. You can get Preston Williams next to nothing uh, because it's been so long since he's even been on the field. And that was his rookie season, that first eight games. First eight games of his career, he can only go uphill from there. This is a guy that you don't have to spend much on. And he can be even a long-term uh, investment for you on your roster. Unlike Damian Williams here, Preston, Preston Williams, I agree with you. You can get cheap. This isn't a guy. This isn't a guy who has a huge fucking backing behind him. Unlike Damian Williams, I agree with you that I think that you can buy low on this guy. Let me ask. Can, let me ask Bullfrog this, this question. So Bullfrog in our dynasty league in our startup, we drafted Devonte Parker pretty high. Um, I don't maybe fourth round, whatever it was, we drafted him pretty high and we didn't manage to get Preston Williams on our roster. Is that somebody that as the Devonte Parker owner, we should be trying to acquire right now? I don't know if you want both pieces of that, but 
I think Devontae Parker is probably the more uh, – I can't think of the word I want to use yeah, here. But, a better wide receiver. Thank you. Yeah, just the more shaped, more polished guy right now. I mean, Preston Williams only got to play eight games of his rookie season. He's got a long way to go. So if you're looking for immediate numbers, you want Devontae Parker. Uh, my last wide receiver here is definitely more than 27 years old. It's A.J. Green. A.J. Green is going to be back in the field totally healthy for the first time. New quarterback in town. He's going ADP-wise as the wide receiver 30. Uh, he is a perpetual every year, year in and year out when he's on the field, top 10 wide receiver. He's a legit fucking stud wide receiver in the league, has been since he's been there. If you can get A.J. Green on the cheap in Dynasty, even for one year, um, he could be the piece that puts you over this year. If you're, you're, if you're close and you're in win-now mode, this is a guy you go by today because he's cheap and he could, should Burroughs work out at all, be the piece that puts you over the top. Will he sign the franchise tag, though? He, he will sign the tag. He will play. I mean, I always like A.J. Green. How could you not like A.J. Green? I mean, yeah, no, and you can, get, you can get him real fucking cheap, especially in Dynasty because of his age and the fact can that – Can you get him no. – yeah, Here's the question. I disagree with you. Damian Williams, A.J. Green, you can't get – unlike Preston Williams, you can get cheap. Unlike Nicole Hardman, you can get a little bit cheaper. Justin Jackson's off the fucking charge. You can get him for nothing. A.J. Green – if I owned him right now, I wouldn't give him away for nothing. I think, I think a lot of dynasty owners can, would be able to get A.J. Green for a rookie second-round pick, top to, top to middle of second-round pick, and he's worth that all day. And I think, a, I, think that, that, yes. I think that's cheap for A.J. Green. That's something I'd do right now. So if you were the 203, the 203 pick, you would trade him for A.J. Green if that meant you could get Rager? If my team – if I, if I was anywhere near win now mode, if my team was a decent team, I'm not trying to rebuild. Fuck yes. Now, if I'm trying to rebuild and I know my team sucks, then no, because I want the rookies. I want the guys that'll last. But AJ Green has got a year or two left where he's going to be a goddamn stud. Um, I'll I'll take that piece at the 203. I think that's a deal. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's, to me, it's not as clear – cut as you make it out to be um, you don't you don't think aj green outscores jalen rager this season yeah but i mean if, it, if it's if it's if nine to seven field. touchdowns if it's eight to six touchdowns then that, that doesn't bother me i mean it? it's more likely it's more than likely going to be uh, 11 to 4 aj green scored double digit touchdowns every season he's played the whole season yeah but aj green hasn't played a full season in like fucking five years it's been a while <laughs> he's well rested He's very yeah. well. He's got them fresh legs. Except, except Froggy's not here, and he was bitching about fucking the age 27. I mean, yeah. realistically, AJ Green's, what, 31? I think that's exactly right. No, 32? No, he's so, I mean, the, you're, you're flirting with something differently here. You're right. I like AJ Green a lot. I think there's a lot of up. I mean, how could you not like AJ Green at Atwater's for 30? I just don't see a chance that you can get him for cheap. And at, at the 203, if I had him or I had a chance to draft Rhaegar, I might want to take Rhaegar if it was nine to – I mean, if it was nine to seven, nine to six, I'd take Rhaegar all day long. I mean, it, it, it does depend, right? Like, our team is good. Our team is close. If, if your team is close in Dynasty, 
if you're trying to win this season, even next season, would you still take Rager over somebody that you know is going to perform? Like you could take the unknown, maybe Rager becomes, but we know what AJ Green is. I mean, this is a, a it's all about team. We, we make this argument, we make this argument back and forth all the time, anyways, in my mind. It's 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 never as clear cut as you want it to be one way or the other. Um, you're right. We do know what AJ Green's capable of. Problem is AJ Green hasn't produced like that, like what she should be doing for God knows how long. Will will, will, will Burroughs do that if he if he gets there? You would hope so. Um, I mean, don't get I mean, don't don't kid yourself. AJ Green was still trying to leave regardless if Joe Burroughs is going there or not, though. Yeah, I think he'll sign and I think he'll be back. I'm sure he will. He doesn't have a choice. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is once these guys get past what age 20, 26, 27, and they were too dumb to figure this out when they signed their 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 con their, their CBA agreement for ten years, they they did they they should reduce the rookie contracts again. I mean, Jesus, yeah. rookie running backs are getting fucked left and right. Yeah. AJ Green's getting fucked, but he has no better option. He better stay there. He'll do. He'll do fine on this uh, on this franchise tag. Hey guys, that's it. Anybody else a little bit pissed off that Bullfrog just fucking peaced out without saying goodbye? I didn't know he left until I didn't see the other uh, screen on the right hand screen. No, screen. this is this is what I expected. That's what I'm saying. Bullfrog, Bullfrog is treated a different class than 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 Wolfpack and I. You know, he just gets to come go as he pleases. He gets to chime in. He lives the high life. Yeah, I don't think Wolfpack has quite earned uh, being put in the same category as you, Wiz. You're OG. Three years of this, you and me, buddy. Wolfpack's just started. We'll see if he can stick around for the distance. It's yet to be determined. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, you guys have any, any parting thoughts? Any last-minute bets before we uh, hang up on these fuckers? It's not the same. That's, that, is, that is true. Do you want to go sit uh, across the street from each other and just take shots for a little while after? <laughs> I, I mean, I got nothing else going on. I'll do it. I guess I'll pull up my truck. I mean, fuck. Yeah, you can pull up your truck, sit between us, roll your windows down. Everybody out in, in the world, uh, stay home, stay safe. Louise Nuts, did you not want my uh, my knock-knock jokes or my uh... – Hit me with a knock-knock joke. Okay, so we got some dad jokes going. Hit me. What kind of dog doesn't bark? A hush puppy. Jesus Ooh. Christ. That's a good old then, joke now. Come on. How, how does NASA organize a party? They plan it. <laughs> last last one. I call my horse Mayo and sometimes Mayo nays. <laughs> hey, why didn't the rooster cross? Why didn't the rooster get on the roller coaster? What's that? Know. He's a chicken. <laughs> you guys are fucking ridiculous i'm gonna leave here and tell everybody listening if they're if you're there go ahead and fuck off we'll see you next week with some cell highs peace out thank you for listening to another episode of your football fantasy now pull up your pants subscribe and review us on apple podcasts you can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. <laughs>